0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 451 of the Juicebox podcast. So sometimes I struggle to describe the episodes here in the beginning. And when I do, it's mostly because so much happened that I don't know how to encapsulate it. This is going to be one of them. You're about to hear Mike, Mike's an adult, he's a father, he's a husband, he has type 1 diabetes, and the best I can say is, this is a story of him growing up and living with type 1. I think it's incredibly interesting and valuable, and I do not know how to put it into a sentence. Please remember while you're listening that nothing you hear on the Juice Box Podcast should be considered advice, medical or otherwise. Always consult a physician before making any changes to your healthcare plan or becoming bold with insulin. If you've been hearing about those Diabetes Pro Tip episodes, you can find out more about them at DiabetesProTip.com, where they begin in your podcast player at episode 210. There's also information about the Defining Diabetes shows, After Dark episodes, and so much more at JuiceboxPodcast.com. This show is sponsored today by the glucagon that my daughter carries, Gvoke Hypopen. Find out more at Gvokeglucagon.com forward slash juicebox. This episode is also sponsored by the Contour Next One Blood Glucose Meter, and you can find out more at contournext.com forward slash There's a lot going on at that link. It is well worth your time.
1: My name is Mike Sazer, and um, I've been a type one diabetic for coming up on twenty five years. How old are you, Mike? I am uh, thirty eight. Thirty eight. So you were
0: thirteen when you were diagnosed.
1: Yep. And
0: um, how old are your just children? turned fourteen? Just turned fourteen. Just fourteen. Okay, we'll say fourteen. Yep. How, you have children. How old are they?
1: So I have a twelve uh, year old who thinks she's seventeen. A eight year old who I think she's five and a seven-year-old boy who I don't know what he thinks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he doesn't think much of anything. <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: give me one second because you're. I'm going to check your voice. No, you know what, Mike? It's all right. It's working. I just I wanted to check it in my ears. I think in my ears you're a little low, but on the recording you're good.
1: Okay, sounds good.
0: So I'll turn my uh, turn my ears up a little bit. So the reason I asked about the age of your children is I was wondering if you are concerned that they
1: might get type one. Well, no, uh, I'm not. And um, specifically because they're all adopted, oh, uh, which perfect. Yeah, which doesn't mean they won't get it, but if they get it, it won't be my fault. <laughs> Mike's like, I can
0: step back from that one and just go, Hey, what a coincidence.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, that's nice. Um, How many, how many should you give three? Three children. Yep. Uh, you know, I'm adopted, right, Mike?
1: Oh, I didn't know that.
0: Well, I'm like, you got to listen to all the episodes, not just some of them. Um, so,
1: <laughs> yeah. No, no that's I am. Funny.
0: What led to adoption? Did you just want to adopt? Were you having trouble conceiving? How did that happen?
1: Yeah, both actually. So, um, my family's, uh, my wife's family uh, had a history of infertility. And uh, my, my father actually is adopted as well. So, when my wife and I got serious, um, my girlfriend at the time and I got serious about family. Um, we just kind of had fairly frank conversations on if we couldn't get pregnant, would we be willing to adopt? And both of our answers were yes. And five years into marriage, we weren't getting pregnant. And so um, we just decided, all right, let's 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 do this. So um, we adopted uh, all three of our children uh, through the foster system here in California.
0: That's really lovely. Um, yeah. a, but because you wanted children, you could never really enjoy the freedom and the great feeling that came with not being able to get pregnant and having sex.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's funny. Uh, I joke with a lot of my friends who, you know, they've, their wives have birthed children that um, when we brought our daughter home, our first daughter home, we were able to. Um, resume. Resume. Yeah, be, be with each other intimately that, that same night where they had to they had to wait uh, you know a little while at least. <laughs> Your celebration is definitely different than most
0: of ours. That's for sure. That's right. That's exactly right. <laughs> Do you wait, feel wait, okay? Is everything all right? Are you wearing a diaper? What's happening? Uh,
1: <laughs> why is yeah, that? Yeah, I don't. Thing I don't screaming? get any of that. that.
0: None of that's funny because I don't understand it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, trust me, it wouldn't be funny if you understood it. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. So diagnosed at 14. Was there any diabetes in the
1: family line? Yeah. So none that we knew of. Uh, My dad was adopted and we had no family history. No, uh, none medical or otherwise. So um, it turns out uh, here the last number of years, my dad's been able to track down um, his biological family, and there is a significant history of diabetes there. But for us back then, it was totally out of the blue. Maybe your dad's not adopted. Maybe they sold
0: him for insulin.
1: <laughs>
0: it's possible. <laughs> <laughs> my gosh. Well, you know, it's uh, I, I feel your pain on that because anytime time that I'm involved in a medical situation, the doctor's like, so tell me about your medical history. And I was like, I, I'm the first one. So yeah. I don't yep. know, you know, um, and that really does. You know, it's sometimes I think it hurts, because you don't have any preconceived notions. But sometimes I think it helps because you don't have any preconceived notions. And you kind of look right. at things clear headedly. Uh, right. But, but I know right. in these situations, it, it, it would be nice to just have an uncle to tell you like, Oh, yeah, hey, yeah, here, here's how this, how this is gone. And, give you a little bit of a head start, but
1: oh, that's yeah, Yeah. And but, like you said, on the flip side, you know, if you, if you have a family history of uh, cancer or something like that, I feel like you're going to be looking over your shoulder, you know, especially as you get older, like, Oh, when's that, when's that cancer coming? So I don't know, there's probably positives and negatives to it. Um, yeah. You know, we have my mom's side and then obviously I had, I had my dad. So me not being adopted the, the immediate, family medical history was available. Uh, Just nothing, you know, past that, at least on my father's side. So
0: uh, 25 years ago, you're regular in MPH.
1: Yeah. So I took um, both uh, long lasting throughout uh, twice a day and then, you know, short, short acting insulin uh, generally four times a day. So, uh, and I would combine the the morning and night shot together. So minimum of four shots a day. I was supposed to take, um, though most of the time I did not take, um, especially through high school.
0: Really? Tell me about yeah.
1: that. What that?
0: Tell me about that. Were you just ignoring it or what were you doing?
1: Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, and also, sorry, my voice is super raspy. Um, we're here in the Central Valley in California and we've had tons of wildfires and uh the smoke has just really
0: gotten to me well you're the um, only one that knows what your voice is supposed to sound like to everyone else mike they just think you have a
1: sexy voice so let it be yeah i know this makes me sound like i'm 80 88 instead of 38. um so no um yeah when i got diagnosed uh in 96 uh so like a, a little quick rundown you know everybody's got uh, most everybody's got a fairly traumatic story um, my my grandma, who my grandparents, we were very close to, as a family, and she had gotten cancer late '95, early '96, and so um, as she was dying from that, sometime in those few months, uh, I developed diabetes, but uh, or I don't know, developed the right word, um, it kicked in. And But my family missed all the the classic symptoms, um, you know, drinking like a racehorse and peeing like a racehorse. Um, And then uh, she died early February. uh, And then two months, two days later, her husband, my grandfather, passed away, more or less, you know, broken heart. And um, at the same time during that stretch, I had been, uh, we'll just say violently dislocating my shoulder um, sports injury. Mm-hmm. And so I'd been in and out of the hospital. Um, I had, I think in a matter of, uh, three months I dislocated it like, uh, three or four times. And so anyway, I was having all these symptoms, uh, but at the same time, uh, a lot of crazy life was happening around me. So my parents mostly thought that, um, it was just how I was reacting, you know, grandpa and grandma dying and all this Medical trauma to my body. And, um, and all my grades went from A's and B's all the way down to C's. Um, teachers were calling, wondering what's going on. And the explanation was, you know, life's just rough right now. So in uh, May, right before I graduated, actually the night before graduation, I went in for a, a pre op um, for my uh, surgery for my shoulder the following day. And uh, when the nurse was drawing the blood out, uh, she gave me a really, really funny look and, um, you know, so I didn't, I didn't know anything different. And so my parents took me home and I'm probably within a half an hour, I got a call from the family physician saying, you know, get down here immediately. Went down to his office. He's like, you know, talking to my parents, your son's diabetic, yada, yada, yada. You got to get him into the, um, ICU immediately. Um, and so, you yeah. know, had a sugar of it was like 741 when they found me yeah. and um so you know ICU for a day and then uh, in the pediatric ward for nine more days and um i don't know i i kind of have a pretty easygoing um uh, personality anyway so although that was really really scary um i i didn't realize the gravity of what had happened to me yeah um, or what it was going to look like for the rest of my life. And so, um, you know, for the first few months, you know, doing all those shots and all those testing, it just sucks. And, um, you know, fast forward, now I'm going into high school. Um, I didn't have a whole lot of friends go with me from junior high to high school. So in a way I was kind of starting new with new crowds. And I didn't want to be that uh, weird guy who was, you know, different than everybody else. Yeah, Mike, you just want to be weird um, for your own reasons.
0: That's all. Which I am, I'm, very much so. I'm dying to understand what the nurse saw drawing the blood. Like, do you think there were Skittles swimming in your blood? Or did yeah, it look probably. like maple syrup just, or something?
1: are super thick, you know, just um, inhumanly thick. Something was definitely wrong. And uh, so, anyway, yeah. So, I mean, that was that's kind of the setup for just a high school of um, wanting to uh, conceal it and um and just not taking care of myself. And I I mean, uh I have a sense of apologize to my parents because they, you know, they were on me, you know, are you testing? Are you taking your shots? And they, I would just lie and be like, Yeah, 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 I'm testing. And um, you know, I can remember, you know, before many dinners, my mom was like, All right, go going go on a test before dinner. I go in my room, sit down for like two, three minutes, and just come back out and you know, how's your sugar? Oh, it's fine. So, so
0: let me so, ask a question. Um, Mike, let me jump yeah, in. Yeah, pretty bad yeah yeah let me jump in here so I understand if it struck you that you wanted to conceal it at school um what I don't get is then like I mean you went into the room you did the whole thing like you were in there like why not (laughs) test your blood sugar what was your do you remember your thoughts around that
1: uh no all I could say is my personality I'm I'm ridiculously stubborn and I think I just at some point made up my mind that um you know, as a as a fourteen year old without in the the wisdom of age, uh going, you know, I'm just I'm just not gonna deal with this, like I'm fine. You know, and of course I'd feel horrible. But I think, you know, if you're if your sugars are running high for a long time, your your body just starts getting used to you don't feel uh, the being same uncomfortable. And you know, you you feel normal at two fifty when you shouldn't yeah um so you know i i'd still take shots to to bring it down from like crazy highs and stuff like that but it was just very undisciplined very undisciplined i have a couple and i didn't change my eating habits really either okay
0: well i have a couple of questions i guess so um Before. yeah let me let me kind of like rummage around in my brain for a second i i oh. wonder if you could tell me did you have any long-term feelings for what the impact was on your health and if you did you care or like what was did you have any thoughts around that at all
1: no because um i didn't know any other diabetics i um you know I, part of it's like a rebellion right if somebody tells you hey this is what's going to happen you're like well it's not gonna it's probably that uh, teenage boy um Ravano or machismo or whatever yeah. whatever you want to call it so it was like a, a denial of what you know the future could possibly hold and, and not really believing it would happen to to me. I was pretty athletic, pretty capable, so you know uh, i just I didn't see it coming i didn't didn't have foresight at all. you're making me
0: wonder i'm I'm actually making a note here. I'm going to try to find a psychologist to talk to. I'm like so interested in that concept of it can't happen to me I, around, yeah. you know, smoking or this or anything like I, like who, who buys a pack of cigarettes, smokes everyone and consciously believes I've heard that this might not be good for you, <laughs> but I mean, that's
1: gotta be for other people. Uh, so you, you, it's you a, know. it's a really, yeah, I'd love to hear an answer. I, the question I kind of wonder is, is how do you teach children perspective or or teens perspective? Yeah. You know, it's like, some things you have to to live out and learn, uh, and no matter of people telling you, um, matters apparently. Do you I don't th- know. I mean, do you think this is why people like a couple hundred years ago used to punch their kids? <laughs> they were just yeah, like, probably. do it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I think people still want to do it. They just know that they're going to get thrown in prison for it. <laughs> <laughs> we've we've
0: we've legislated the kid punching out of uh, parenting. You think? Yeah. No, I yeah. I, I mean the frustration. I mean, being serious, the frustration of saying something to somebody and having them just be like, oh, yeah, 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 and yesing you to death and walking away is one thing. But, you know, around medical stuff, it, it really is something very different. And it's funny that diabetes fits the bill for life-threatening, but be, I don't know, because you do it at home, it doesn't happen in a hospital. Like, for whatever reason, you can get away with it feeling like, oh, you know, it, it's not, it's not going to be that big of a deal. Or maybe it's just because the impact... Maybe you just explained it really. Maybe it's because the, the real serious impact won't happen for years. And yeah, because your right. body does sort of adjust to feeling higher. I'm helping a Yeah, that's right. I'm helping a kid right now. Um, it's funny, she's probably the age you were when you were diagnosed. And, you know, she was very accustomed to the mid two hundreds. And, you know, for the first couple of days, you know, I'd get a note that was like, she feels really low and she was like 120. And I was like, yeah, Yeah. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. Like that's, it's going to be like that. And then it only took a few days for, and now suddenly if her blood sugar gets over 180, she's complaining that she doesn't feel well.
1: Yeah. 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 Yeah, It's pretty amazing how, how well your body adapts and how quickly it learns. It's crazy. Um, But, you know, I mean, I think I think part of it is is for for young uh, kids, or also like teenage and junior high age, um, how important it is for them to get into community with other diabetics. I was so isolated, and um, so I, there was no accountability and no like um, you know like you can talk to your friends about something at that age that you don't want to talk to an adult or a parent about. Yeah, of course. So, yeah, I would just, you know, for anybody in that age range that is diagnosed is, is really to get connected into community and, and knowing that it's okay, knowing that, you know, you're not a pariah. Um, I think it's really important for youth. I mean, probably important for everybody. Um, I guess as well, just important. to
0: have like a sounding board too, right? Like someone yeah, who sure. has similar experiences. Where did you find that or did you?
1: I didn't really, um, you know, I, I think, uh, so really what, what changed, unfortunately changed my outlook on diabetes was, was just starting to realize a lot of the, um, effects of it. Um, I think, uh, so I've had significant diabetic retinopathy in both my eyes and have had surgery, I think four surgeries, maybe five. And, um, on your my, eyes. On my eyes. Yeah. My left eye is, is good. And, and I can see 2020 with glasses and, and my right eye, unfortunately in the first surgery, in the, um, and while removing scar tissue, the, the doctor accidentally ripped the retina. <clears throat> and it was basically game over uh, in my right eye after that. So I'm, I'm blind in my right eye. Um, and, and, you know, and then, uh, just other, um, Neurop- neuropathy issues uh really like oh crap i need to i really need to start taking care of this and then and then probably the most credit goes to just getting married and my wife you know is like no no i want you <laughs> i want you to be around to pay and, my bills. no no uh, yeah 100 <laughs> yeah so, <laughs> i anyway. want my wife to be around too to pay my bills yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, and then and then also a, a real big shout out goes to uh, just technology so the first five years, uh, through high school and into college, it was on injections and, you know, like didn't want to deal with it. And part of it was like the inconvenience of it, which sounds ridiculous now. Um, but when I was, uh, I think five years into it, I got my, my first, uh, insulin pump and that like totally changed my world. Um, and you know, every iteration of new insulin pump and CGM, everything has just gotten better and better and better. So today, you know, 20, almost 25 years into it, my diabetes control and A1Cs are better than they ever have been, Um, mostly due to technology and, and, you know, the fact that I want to see my kids grow up and get married and hold a grandbaby. So when at the beginning of, I
0: mean, uh, at the beginning of the Reaper coming to collect, you just were like, Mm -hmm. oh, geez, I guess I'm not going to be the
1: one that gets away with this. Yeah, yeah. Well, and again, like I... I never had a community of diabetics, so it wasn't like um, acknowledging that other people will or won't. It was, it was you know, like single soldier. I'm, I'm just going about this alone. And so, yeah, when those, those things started to hit, it was like, well, that was stupid. I guess I should have, you know, should have taken care of this those five, six years previous. Um, Let me ask yeah. about
0: doctor, the doctor's visits in that time. Like, you know, I'm... Yep. I'm always a little stunned because a lot of people tell that story of like, oh, my parents were like, did you test? You know, did you give yourself your insulin? And you're like, yes. And then they go, okay. But there is a a report card at the doctor's office that tells you that that probably didn't happen. But how yeah. does how yeah. does that fail? Like in your perspective, how does that checkpoint fail people?
1: Well, my the first doctor I got when I got diagnosed was in our local area, apparently uh, one of the the um best endocrinologist there was one of the hard <laughs> no the hard part was um yeah i think this is gonna sound weird no no matter how i say it but so uh he was, he was chinese and he would go to china to visit often um which is all great and good but when he would come back like his accent his english was so hard to understand um I, I'd have to ask my parents, but I honestly think we were all, I had no idea what he was saying and <laughs> trying to, to catch up and be like, I, you know, and so obviously we we get numbers and, you know, we'd get our A1C back and, you know, average of, you know, like whatever, 250 blood sugar or whatever it was. Um, and then it was like, all right, we got, we got to try better. We got to do better. Um, so I don't know. I think there was a, um, a disconnect. Oh, obviously, obviously, there's a disconnect in there somewhere. Um, what did
0: you say? Then, what did you say? The average blood sugar was like 250. Yeah, probably about 250. That's an A1C of uh, 10.3. By the way, yeah, I, I want to let me <laughs> let me shout out real quick. Uh, one of the listeners who is a a coder who who made a A1C and blood glucose calculator for the podcast. It's at juiceboxpodcast.com uh, forward slash conversion, or you can get it on the main page with the menu. But I just went to it, typed in 250 MGDL, and it told me your A1C is 10.3. And by the way, if you were in Europe, you'd be a 13.9. And so yeah, anyway, insane. Yeah, handy to have, but I want to go backwards a little bit as yep. I plug my A1C calculator into your conversation. <laughs> um, Don't worry. You're making me think of Uh, a childhood vacation where we went to the great smoky mountains and spent like a week. And when we came home, my dad spoke like Tex Ritter for like a month. Yeah. And yeah. And and I don't believe he was doing it on purpose. I don't think he was like doing that Madonna thing. You you know what I mean? Like, I I think he just picked up an accent and that's (laughs) it. It's an interesting idea that you could go home to visit somebody and come back and just be more difficult to understand, but still the number doesn't lie. So does that, does that mean yeah, that, the, that the number doesn't mean something to your parents or, but that even that's insane. Cause your dad, your dad would know about this, right. Or no.
1: Yeah. I mean, p- part of it is kind of a foggy memory going way back then, you know, I mean, I'm not that old, but that was a <laughs> few years ago. Um, you know, my, my dad was a, a firefighter um, for, for, I don't know, two and a half decades, And so I think there was like this, um, this idea of, we kind of know what to do, but not specifically for this sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, like in general, I can take care of medical stuff. Um, and I, I don't know. I mean, I think part of it was to, you know, I was still involved in sports, although those were kind of crumbling as my health crumbled, um, uh, you know, puberty, just life in general, Um, and, and again, I probably would go back just to the fact that we were alone and didn't have uh, a community to really, you know, tell my parents, you know, what the heck's going on here? You, your son is not doing well and just general ignorance, you know, like, um, I kind of find it a little hard to believe, but apparently at my high school, which I don't know, I think we were close to 4,000 kids. You know, I was the only one who would, was supposed to go to the nurse um, or taking my shots or whatever it was. So the nurse at the school didn't really have a good understanding of what it is, which, you know, like uh, your last or second to last podcast about talking to people about diabetes was, uh, type 1 diabetes is really good because, you know, a lot of people have general knowledge, but not specific knowledge about it. Yeah. And so if they don't have specific knowledge, they don't really know what's dangerous or what's not and what to look for and what not to.
0: No, I mean, I'm not I'm not coming down on your family. I just I'm really no, trying. No, to, I'm trying to dig away at the um at the reasoning. So maybe other people can recognize it in their lives or or even practitioners listening can understand that whatever, you know, whatever Mike's doctor said to Mike and his parents didn't lead to Mike having a better A one C or any kind of outcomes yeah. or anything like that. Yeah. And and you see yourself, it's interesting the the way you dug into it. Your dad's probably a, a more blue collar kind of guy, like we'll just get it done. And mm-hmm. and you are athletic, so you appear vital. And do you yes. know what I mean? Like so it's just like, oh I'm fine, look at me. It's almost like yep. when a thin person has a heart attack, everyone's like, how did that happen? Yeah, body, that's like, exactly yeah, right. Yeah. Well, yeah. thin people can eat poorly too you know like yeah. it's uh it's interesting I literally think of a friend of my parents growing up and the 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 father was just he was a rail and active and man he died in his 40s and but yeah. he, he yep. ate terribly and i I think he was actually a victim of the fact that his body didn't put on weight because he just thought like the rules of nutrition didn't apply to him. Mm-hmm. You know, and and so maybe when you're just active and young, you just think the rules of how diabetes works don't apply to you or, yeah. or you know, it doesn't even make you want to take the time to figure it out. Um, but it's a different yeah, world now. This, too.
1: There's probably something else. I have a, a big streak of, uh, I guess, uh, anti-authoritarianism. I don't know if that's a word. you Check it out. It is now. Uh, <laughs> it is now. If everybody tells me to do something, I generally want to push back against it. So um you know if i had doctors who were saying you need to do this that and this you know you need to be filling out your little logbook for everything you're eating i'm going there's no way in heck i'm going to do that uh-huh. mostly because you told me to do it <clears throat> which is not a great recipe for success in life in general <laughs> but um when, watch the tram you know, car please no thank you <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i mean there's there yeah yeah So, another big help for me was, uh, you know, when I about the time I got my insulin pump, I had switched insurances and I gotten a new, um, a new endocrinologist who I, I, man, I got to think now if she's been with me for twenty some odd years, but her her personality was, you know, this is your thing, you deal with it, I'll I'll help you, I'll coach you, but you know, you're not a kid, even though I still was in a lot of ways, Right. Um, you take care of it. And so it, it was a, I suppose, um, all throughout high school and into college, it was like other people wanting to take care of me and uh, push back against that. And then, you know, there was a, a, again, along with, you know, getting married, along with seeing the issues that were coming up, it was like, oh crap, I better take care of this. Uh, I got to, you know, cause if I don't, I'm going to die. Nobody else is going to die. If I don't take care of this, Yeah, it's going to be me. Um, so anyway, yeah. Well, it's interesting too, that
0: when your wife made the same demand, you didn't feel that way.
1: Well, that's not, a, not necessarily true. Oh, go ahead. Mike. Uh, Let's ruin uh, your marriage. <laughs> I mean, honestly, uh, you know, a lot of people fight, a lot of marriages they fight about sex and money and our, our fight, uh, has always been about my health and especially those first few years, it was, it was not good. And, uh, many fights, many fights over that, but, um, I'm, I'm just
0: laughed to myself, Mike, because I, I conjured and I apologize already, but I conjured a fo- uh, an image in my mind of you and your wife having a uh, very, um, lovely sex while she yelled at you about your blood sugar. <laughs> <laughs> How's yeah, this no, going? Think,
1: What's your blood sugar? Oh Jesus. I don't think that ever happened. Uh you know, she's probably frustrated if my blood sugar was low during the middle of it. yeah but, um, no, um, you know, I mean, she wants me to be around. And, you know
0: <clears throat> I gotta be honest with you, Mike. I want you to stick around because it sounds like you're getting laid a lot. So <laughs> <laughs> just would be a damn shame if that came to an
1: end for you. Uh, yeah. No, no, no. Hey, I'll tell you what, I, I don't disagree. <laughs> um, no, I, you know, again, she just wanted the best for me. And I'm sure part of that is, you know, she wants the best uh, for us. Yeah. Um, but a big part of it is, you know, the best for me. And, and you know, she's seeing these <clears throat> me go through these eye surgeries, um, you know, and all, of the, all of the complications that goes with that stuff. And, you know, and then as I accrued a couple more medical issues moving on, I was just like, Hey man, you know, you, you really got to take care of this. And, um, her biggest frustration, I, if speaking on her behalf would just be, you know, the, the lack of me wanting to take care of myself, um, you know, which ties into who I am as a person and my, um, youth age, um, personality. So anyway,
0: yeah. Yeah, well well your management style now obviously is different. You you started the pumper right. in, in the college ages. What do you think would have been different if like if you were diagnosed today versus when you were diagnosed? Do you think do you think like I mean, how much is like how did you even find the podcast? Like what is it what is it that's different about your life right now that would be valuable for people to know?
1: Well, <clears throat> I mean, a technology played a huge 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 role in um, me being where I'm at today physically. Um, I remember, uh, I, I wore, I've been on the, um, guardian from mini med for, I think coming up on three years, something like that. And then the previous two years I was on Dexcom. I think it was the G5 back then. And that was like a mind blowing health changing. Well, being able to see that little arrow, yeah. um, it, it was like radically changed the way that I saw my diabetes um, what was happening, what wasn't happening, the trends, you know, all, all that kind of stuff that your listeners, most of your listeners would know very well. Um, so just the technology, um, made such a huge difference for me in, um, being able to manage well. Um, and then also I said before, I think just the, uh, uh, the social <clears throat> aspect of it, knowing people with diabetes and, um, getting involved, um with people with diabetes. So <clears throat> I think how I like how I found your podcast. So I I uh work as a civil engineer, even though I'm not licensed yet, don't tell anybody. Um no one knows, so, so it'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, So while I'm working, I, I listen to podcasts often, um, which again, um you know, listening to podcasts while doing math. <laughs> Uh, Um, So if I drive over a bridge in California and I
0: I end up three feet shy of the other side, I'll know what happened. That's exactly right, yeah. No,
1: so we don't work on public projects, yeah. So if you're in a a private place and it falls apart, it could be my fault. (laughs) But, um, excuse me. Can you imagine so, um, I'm tumbling to my death
0: from the third floor? My last thought was the engineer was probably listening to a podcast when he did the math on this
1: thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, so so yeah, I listened to a lot of podcasts and, you know, I found a lot of the podcasts I found um, kind of earlier on. It just didn't really connect with me for whatever reason. And, um, and, and I also kind of like switched through podcasts. So, I'll have like one a day. I listen to one different type and, um, I, I have a desire to, in general, help people who are in pain and, um, you know, that can kind of tie into, um, some of my, uh, we'll just call it faith based thoughts, but, um, in the desire to help people who are in pain generally physically, because I have a better understanding of that than, than emotional or mental or whatever. Um, it's like, well, if you're going to do this, you need to really, um, just be outside of yourself and get more reference on people and how they feel and think and what their experiences are. So, I mean, that kind of drove me to the podcast. And then I, I can't remember which one I listened to first, but, um, I, as a rule, as a general rule, I, if somebody's podcasting about diabetes, that doesn't have it, um, it kind of irks me automatically, but um, or whatever reason, and I, I mostly probably your personality, yours doesn't hurt me at all. And, um, I, I guess, you know, it's probably because I don't feel mothered and here's my, you know, anti-authoritarian again. Um, I feel encouraged by, um, your podcast and not mothered. Well, there's a number of other ones that you're just kind of like, well, this is what you should do and this is how you should do it. So anyway, I don't know.
0: No, 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 I listened. That was really thoughtful. And I'm very proud of myself for not stopping you in the middle to proclaim that I have the best diabetes podcast, uh, because I felt like that's what you were saying. You listened to a lot of them. They didn't work out for you. And then you found this one. I was like, oh, this is where I want to be sarcastic right here. Uh, but I let <laughs> it go because you were really thoughtful. I, I appreciate knowing that. And yeah. and, and I, I appreciate that it strikes you that way. I don't want to tell anyone to I, listen, Mike, let's like strip every, all bullshit. Wait for a second, right? And let me tell you something. I could take you and 900 other people and fix your blood sugars by Wednesday. I got. I can do it. I know how to do it. I'm good at it. You know. But I don't think there's any benefit to people with type one diabetes for them to be spoken to like that. I just I can see where that would just rub you the wrong way immediately. Not even just because I don't have type one diabetes, but because like. You've been fighting, you've been in this fight for so long and it's not going your way. I can't imagine how infuriating it would be for someone to come along and go, no, no, just flip that switch and turn that dial and just let's move that to there. Okay, there you go. Like that would make me want to jump off a building if if someone did that for me. G-Voke HypoPen has no visible needle and is the first pre-mixed auto-injector of glucagon for very low blood sugar in adults and kids with diabetes ages 2 and above. Not only is Gvoke HypoPen simple to administer, but it's simple to learn more about. All you have to do is go to slash juicebox Gvoke shouldn't be used in patients with insulinoma or pheochromocytoma. Visit gvoke Glucagon.com slash risk. Hey, let's get you a blood glucose meter that works. That's accurate. That's easy. Let's get you the contour next one blood glucose meter. Super simple to do contour next.com forward slash juice box. Doing it with you right here. When you get to the site, everything you need is right at the top resources, meters, and strip savings programs, the products themselves, prices right up there so you can see it. It's not expensive, this meter. And it's actually possible that it could even be cheaper to use in cash than it might be through your insurance. So that's worth looking into, right? Is this an out-of-pocket thing that I'll actually save money by not putting it through my insurance? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know, you can find out. It's right there on the page. You can figure it out for yourself. So go there. Learn about the Contour Next 1 meter. They have other meters, too. You can check them out as well. Find out about the test strip savings programs. that might be right for you. And you can even find out if you're eligible for a free Contour Next 1 meter. Everything's right there. ContourNext.com forward slash box. I don't think you'll spend a more important five minutes today. Couple of minutes to find out, am I paying what I should be paying? Am I getting what I should be getting? And what you should be getting is an easy-to-use, easy-to-hold, easy-to-read blood glucose meter that is accurate and has a bright light for nighttime viewing. Those are super simple goals, and they're attainable with a Contour Next one. It's the meter my daughter's been using for a long time now. It is absolutely the best and favorite blood glucose meter we've ever had here. ContourNext.com forward slash Juicebox. There's links in your show notes. There's links at JuiceboxPodcast.com. Spend five minutes Upgrade your game,
1: and it's also just the idea that you know you could fix it by Thursday, um, or you know in a few days or whatever. But you're not going to be there necessarily next year, or following, or whatever. You'd screw it up by Friday again. How to take care of it?
0: Yeah, you know, you'd mess it right back up again because you have these. So the way I think about it is. Is um, it, it, it I don't know. You can call them like ghosts, or you know, just things mm-hmm. that aren't true that you think are true about diabetes. And yeah, in 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 a, in a nutshell, Mike, so many people's basal insulin is wrong, and when your basal insulin's not right, nothing else works well. Right, and so everything that you see happening isn't real. It wouldn't be happening like that if your basal was correct. And so, and what's the one thing that people with diabetes ignore more than anything else? It's their basal insulin. Yeah. They just don't pay. It's like, it doesn't matter for some reason. It's fascinating. And so I'll, you know, again, going back to this girl who, you know, this 14 year old girl who I'm talking with right now, basal insulin's at 0.4 really needs to be 0.8. Can you imagine she's got she's got 50 percent, too little basal insulin. Yep. And yep. and so you say, hey, push your basal up. And then the, uh, every time it's not just her. It's everyone I've ever spoken to. I can't do that. I get low all the time. You want me to give right. myself more insulin, but I get low. I'm like, no, no, you're getting low because you don't have enough basal insulin. You're coming in with extra meal bolus trying to make up right. for it. The food digests out of your system, the insulin is left behind, it crashes you low, you panic because you don't know what's happening, you eat a bunch of food, you don't cover it, you shoot back up again, you get caught in this loop, it happens constantly, and then I come along and say, hey, you know what your problem is here, you don't have enough insulin, and their minds just overload, they they don't know how to think about that. So even when I put this person that I'm talking about where they needed to be, I've watched them for the last three days because of their preconceived notions that are all built on these ghosts they make the wrong decision at every turn and now and then it's my then i have to explain over and over again no you can't do that that's not why you got low this is why you got low are you sure are you sure because what i think is and i'm like yeah i know what you think but what you think is completely wrong (laughs) you know and so if i were to set it and leave that person alone they'd screw it back up in three
1: seconds. Yeah. And that's exactly the story of my life for, for the first, I don't know, 10 years of uh, pumping was having my basal way too high to, you know, to cover. um, I mean, I'm sorry to my basal way too low and cover with these giant boluses at mealtimes, which, you know, cross my fingers, you know, was, was correct enough. And that was a, a arm wrestle that me and my endocrinologist have had for years and years and years and years. And it took a long time to, to swing that back around, um, to correct proportions.
0: Yeah. And, um, but, and, and knowing that and me being around this for so long that I understand that about people, that's why the podcast works because yeah. it's not trying to jam it all down your throat in one hour or it's, 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 you have to keep listening so that it, so that I'm. My voice is that tapping on the back of your head that makes you one day just go, okay. Like, I I know it's not apples to apples because this isn't management, but I one time got an email from somebody that just said, it was a very simple email, and it said, okay, you win, I'll get an Omnipod. (laughs) And, and And I was like, what? Like, there was nothing else to the email. And I laughed when I read it because what I recognized was is that he had listened to this podcast for so long that he was finally like, I'll try this pump. I mean, I, I'll do it, and and it wasn't even—I don't even think it was his decision at that point. He was just like, "Oh my god, I've heard about it enough. I'll give it a shot." And I think that <laughs> about management too. Like one day, you're just going to be like, "Oh my god, I'll pre-bowl us so If this guy will just shut up, you, yeah, you know. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. You know, and it That's just so takes funny. time, man. It takes time for it to to sink in. It, it's easier when you're dealing with um the newer diagnosed people are the easiest. Because yes, they have absolutely. no preconceived notions of what this is. So you just tell them, do this, and they go, okay. And then it works. And then they're like, huh, that worked. And that's the end yep, of
1: it. Yep. Yeah.
0: Yep. I don't yeah, it's like. us old old people that are the the hard part. Yeah. You're you're all thinking you know what you're doing. You don't. Yeah. Listen, I, I say it all the time. <laughs> if you knew what you're doing, your A one C would be in the mid fives and it would stay there stably with very little effort. And that would yep, be an yep. indication that you know how to use your insulin. That's it. Not that hard. Uh, that's fine. Yeah. Well, not that hard. It's incredibly hard, Mike. That's <laughs> why, well, why the podcast is popular, because it's, yeah. it's hard, you know?
1: Yeah, it's, I mean, it, no doubt it is. I think, um, you know, I've been bumping around in the, in the low sixes, uh, right around 6.0 for a long time. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and um, I know for me to get under six, that I'm going to have to really, you know, start cracking down on stuff, too. And, part of me is like, am I, am I okay where I'm at? Do I want to um, focus so hard on this one aspect of my life? Um, And which is, you know, important. It's a big part of who I am, Um, but it's not all of who I am. So it's hard in a way where it's like um, trying to decide how much time you spend on your Overall health versus the time you spend living, I, I suppose those are obviously tied together. But um, it's just kind of an interesting equation. No, you yeah. make a good point. You really do. That's why. Yeah.
0: That's why I'm. I pride myself on taking some of these big concepts, explaining them out over episodes, but also whittling them down to to basics, so that in the moment, the basics lead you, and the episodes educate the lead. I don't know if that makes sense or not, but yeah. I- in yeah. the end man, get your basal right, uh assess it periodically, pre-bolus, and understand the difference between carb impacts, it's glycemic load and glycemic index. It's the whole game. That's it. And after yeah. that, it's timing and amount. Use the right amount yeah. of insulin okay. at the right time and you're done. It fits on a it fits on a business card.
1: Um how to get to yeah. it
0: and, doesn't matter. And I've been on, on that.
1: I've been on that the Guardian closed loop system, so that's been a super big helpful thing for me okay because it um i kind of joke like um it covers a multiple multitude of sins. uh incorrect car <laughs> counting sins yeah. on my side i shouldn't say multiple but you know it allows me to be a, a little less um um specific exactly right about you know, the numbers. So, and how, so know. you can be more aggressive with the
0: carb count and then the guardian can take away the basil if you've overestimated. Is that it?
1: Yeah. Or, or flip it. I could be less. Um, I could give less of a bolus and it will make, and again, not like, you know, here's a, here's a uh, big bowl of ice cream and I'm going to take, you know, five units of insulin, not that crazy, mm-hmm. but you know, if you're off, I don't know, I five, 10 carbs, you know, it'll it'll cover for that, um, and at the very least, keep a two fifty
0: from happening or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, you know, I I'm I'm in range way, 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 way more than I'm out of range. Yeah. Um, and you know, also, I think a lot of diabetics will kind of figure out that they, you know, they're if they have a, a regulated schedule in their life, um, that it's a lot easier to take care of because you you know what to do when to do it, and if you generally. I don't know, maybe this is just for our family, but we have the similar meals over a week or over a month. So you get a good idea of, um, you know, okay, this meal is going to require more or or less, uh, or, you know, you can, I don't know, you kind of get into a, um, it's easier to estimate what you're doing because you've done it a number of times.
0: Oh, I, I agree with you. I mean, uh, it definitely having a schedule takes away some of the variability and it, it takes away your need to have to like guess on the fly if that, and, yep. but I also think that eventually, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but for me, I've gotten good at guessing on the fly too. Um, but I also, if you really, if you heard the conversation a second ago, if you really heard, like when, when I thought about like a loop, I was like, "Oh yeah, be more aggressive," and you are like, "You could even be less aggressive." And I was like, "Ah," <laughs> and that mic right there is the difference between Arden's five five and your six zero. Like, probably yeah, really right. the truth, you know.
1: It is, yeah, it is one hundred percent.
0: It's mindset. It's just about like I'm gonna, I'm gonna. You know, I, I used to talk about this more years ago, but uh, in my opinion, be bold means. That I'd rather get low once a month because I was too aggressive than be high every day because I wasn't.
1: Right. You know,
0: and so, and, and, you know, also that doesn't mean just like start using more insulin. Again, it's basal, pre bolus, glycemic low, glycemic index, understand foods, you know, the difference between 10 10 carbs, excuse me, of uh, watermelon and 10 carbs of a baked potato different impact right right and so right. you can't just count 10 carbs and put the insulin in and then later go like i don't understand what happened uh because what happened was is that some foods don't punch at the
1: same weight as others
0: and you have to right. you have to know that you know
1: um, yeah and then i also have a you know so hey here's more issues i'm dealing with um so i got like eight years ago or something like that i got diagnosed with ulcerative colitis and so what i can eat for that has been a big effect on the diabetes side and then few years ago i got diagnosed with um gastroparesis um which is just a um i'm not don't know if you're familiar with I, it yeah but, i know what it is so it's just been that's been real trick to start learning because things are digesting a lot longer than um the twice as long, long really yeah. than would have normally so all, all that kind of has been well let you know, you're, you're to, to, to balance
0: it yeah dude your six is impressive given all the the roadblocks, honestly, you know, um, yeah. the gastroparesis is a big, is a big, um, sticking point in obviously talking about being aggressive, uh, because you could, I mean, in short order for people, you could eat something and it might digest the way you expect, or you could eat something and digestion doesn't happen for a really long time. And if you put your insulin in and the digestion doesn't happen, you get low. Is that basically correct. the problem?
1: Yeah. Yeah, correct. Correct. Yeah. Well, that's which, which in part is why I think why the, uh, you know, the closed loop system has, has helped, um, maybe again, kind of covers the covers the unexpected, uh, digestion timeline. Yeah. Um, but you know, even with that, like depending on what foods you eat, you know, naturally, you know, things with lots of oils or grease are going to take longer to digest. So, there's still a good amount of, you know, planning. Okay. What am I eating? How long is this going to take? What do I take now? Do I take something later? You know, all those sorts of things factor in, um, well, we just like they would with anybody. Yeah, really.
0: Well, two things. First of all, I genuinely believe that algorithm based pumping is going to save countless people with type one diabetes. Like Mm -hmm. it just, it's once you have the settings, right you know, you could, I, I can use yesterday, Arden had, um, Arden ate, and this goes into my second thought, which is diet. So Arden ate something in the middle of the day yesterday that was just really difficult to deal with. And it pushed her blood sugar up to like that 180, 190 range. And it's, it didn't matter how much insulin I gave her. Mm-hmm. It must've been six hours at 180. And so, and we were aggressive through those six hours, which is probably how I stopped it from being 300 to be perfectly. Right, yeah, Right. Yep. And you would expect after that, that overnight she's going to be low except that because of the algorithm that's managing Arden at this point i can see how it managed her basil overnight and it's fascinating like yeah. genuinely genuinely fascinating how she needed insulin in places didn't need it in other places and her blood sugar last night so you know coming down out of this one um, i got her here at 176 at 11 45 pm right but by two in the morning, she's one sixteen, and yeah, by th- by three in the morning, she's eighty one, and she was eighty one to ninety five all the way up till noon, mm-hmm. and that's that's and I, that's while everyone was sleeping, and coming out of a a stubborn high because of a diet choice that used a lot of insulin, yep. So yeah. that's just, I mean, that everyone um, who can afford it just try it you know try that's the thing right yeah 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 yeah. Yeah, you gotta be like man man.
1: we gotta yeah we gotta figure out how to make i mean shoot insulin accessible to everybody it's ridiculous and then you know these these great tools i don't know whatever no we can get into politics and talk forever about what's wrong but man there's obvious stuff that's wrong
0: well but and then the other problem I I See, I struggle to call it a problem because I think at the base of what this podcast is about, it's the idea that if you know how to use insulin, you can manage your diabetes well. And an extension of that is you could probably eat anything you wanted if you knew how to use the insulin for it. I think sometimes people hear that and think, oh, that's, you know, great. Like, I'll just eat cake forever, but I don't, I don't mean that I've never meant like just eat terribly all the time. Um, but at the same point, Mike, some people are going to eat in a less healthy way than others. And that shouldn't preclude those people from not having high blood sugars. Right. right. Like, so there's obviously you can make different diet choices that will make your insulin use less, and that will change everything for the better. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm not into telling people what to do. And right. I don't like the idea that, oh, just because this person eats a, I don't know, like more processed food than probably they should, what they don't get to live healthy, you know, with their insulin, like that doesn't make sense to me. So the the basis of the po- the podcast has always been, you can eat what you want if you know how to use insulin. And at the same time, I'm going to tell you, I know how to use insulin, and right. Yep. Yep. A, a macaroni and cheese out of a box crushed Arden yesterday, mm. and and most people would not have had the nerve to throw in as much insulin as I did once yeah. it got out of hand. So, you know, a lot of pasta. Yeah, it's just it's it's not real. Like it's I can give her. I can. <laughs> there's other pasta I can give her that wouldn't <laughs> do that to her but it's it's i mean it's it's in a box it, it, there's cheese so you're in not bag. sponsored by
1: craft macaroni is what you're trying I to say i don't
0: think i'm ever getting that one no because uh, <laughs> listen i'll speak right to you craft macaroni and cheese uh that stuff is hard to use insulin with um oh, not man. certain it's not poison to be perfectly honest yeah, with you Yeah, yeah. you know um it just it, it and so people need to understand that it's but it's a choice right like i looked at oh. arden when she said yeah, I think she's getting her period if I'm being honest. And she's like, mm-hmm. you know what I really want? And I'm like, Oh God. And so I said, I don't think I can keep your blood sugar down with this. Like I'll give it yeah. my best shot. And she was just like, I don't care. So, you know, that's going to happen to people. And when that's going yeah. to happen to people, they shouldn't end up needing eye surgery 20 years from now is what I'm saying.
1: Yeah, no, they shouldn't. And I think, yeah. you know, I think a lot of the tools are out there that help make up for bad decisions and, bad self-care which isn't an excuse to have bad self-care um it just mitigates some of the uh, what would have been you know really bad eventualities of it yeah so the the goal is still for individuals to take individual responsibility and to do the best they can learn their body you know and just use the tools appropriately right yeah 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 listen
0: not being able to be perfect shouldn't be cause for health decline uh, yeah if yeah. you can help it and I think with insulin it can be helped um, yeah that isn't to say that I don't think you probably shouldn't eat you know processed right. yeah. food 24 hours a day I, yeah. I, I don't think you should and and I try not to and I try to have my my family not do that and Uh, it's a big difference, you you know, like it it really is. And it's tough because a lot of us are brought up in households that don't have a lot of money. And so boxed or bagged food is usually more affordable. It's uh, usually easier to, to prepare for people who are working long days. Like there's good reasons people end up in this scenario and then they put whatever they put in it, it makes it taste like heaven you know, then you you eat real food and you're like, Oh, so bland. It's like, yeah. Yeah, It doesn't have 19 chemicals in it that make your brain go, Oh my God, this is amazing.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, you know, those are just choices that, that families have to make. And, and I would say in general, you know, eating like a, uh, a healthy diabetic should be the goal of anybody. Yeah. Not um, just the person with diabetes. There's so much crap out there in your food anyway. And, you know, I get it. Like you've if you're on the road and you need to go grab something, you just need to go get it. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, like, what are you willing to sacrifice monetarily in life? If you can, um, you know, like you said, there are people who can't, period. Yeah. But if you can, you know, like, hey, maybe we give up this toy and work on eating a little better, a little healthier. So, yeah. but you know, and those are all just, again, you can't legislate that. Um, right. You can't boss people around. That's just got to be, either a self-discovery or an encouragement to go, Hey man, this is, this is going to be, you know? Yeah. And that. And I, and I don't have high hopes for it for the United States in that regard. I <laughs> think it's going to get worse just in general.
0: So, it's, you know, path of least resistance is usually the path that, that gets taken. But I think yeah. just in general, that's really what I mean for the podcast to be like the information's here, you know, okay. Now you know how to use the insulin. Your choice about what you eat next is not up to me. And I'm not going to like sit here and tell you what to do. I am doing a series of with people about how they eat. So people are coming on and talking about different like ways of eating. And so Mm -hmm. that'll be there too. And maybe, maybe someone will hear it and go, oh, wow, I'll try that. You you know, but the concept that I'd come along and tell them like, you have to do it like this. And if you don't, you're going to die. I mean, listen, even that might be true, but that's not my place. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not into telling people what
1: to do. So it just, it, yeah. And the to me, more you tell them, work. well, and maybe this is just my personality again, but I feel like the more you tell them, the more they'll resist that and be like, no, I'll, you know, I'm going to do what I want to do. Dude, you think you're the only one that feels that way? Nobody no, wants but to be told. That to might do. just be a certain strand of people. <laughs> yeah.
0: I think no one wants to be told what to do. Some people push back and some people. Don't. Yeah, that's true. You that's know, true. Yeah. I don't, I hate being, oh my God. I, there's some things that make me so upset being told what to do. I hate I don't like the concept of wasted time. It breaks my heart. Um, you know, there's and I'm sure that, you know, if you had a VCR and you had tapes of my whole life, you could it wouldn't be hard to figure out why I feel the way I feel. But um, there's just some things that just ring a bell inside of you. And and, you know, then your personality takes over. Are you a person that just goes, oh, OK, I'll let it go. Or are you somebody who just fights? And I mean, yeah. you sound like you fight and I fight, too, you know?
1: That VCR reference totally
0: just dated you. <laughs> I wanted my dad. We were so broke, right? You want to know? You want to? You want to know how? If in hindsight, I can tell my dad was going to leave my mom. Here it is, right? Well, we were broke in a way that is hard to put into words. And yeah. a VCR, when they were first available, cost a thousand dollars. Oh my And gosh. the only thing you could do with them was either tape, you know, something from your television. Or you could go to a place and rent a movie to watch. Now, in my town, you had to go to a pharmacy who had a small room in the back where there was maybe 30 choices of movies to rent. And renting the movies was really incredibly expensive too. My dad comes home one day with this VCR. And to say that the VCR was now the most valuable thing in the house would have been an understatement. (laughs) You know, like like it, it, and so... Everyone's like, we never spend money on anything. Like, what is this? And then I realized, like, I think my dad had decided to leave us. And oh. he was trying to sprinkle, like, things in the house that I don't know exactly. But he clearly, like, stopped worrying about financial things. Yeah. And, yeah. and started, like, you know, just being like, here, you guys, you'll like this. Now, meanwhile, mm-hmm. the pharmacy was too far from my house to walk to. And he was the only one that drove, so when he left, I had a thousand dollar box sitting under my television. I couldn't do anything. With it. <laughs> <laughs> kind of ended up being mean, you know what I mean? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of a jest. Yeah. You should have sold that thing and went out and you bought some comic books or something. Yeah,
0: listen, I was angry back then. I should have thrown it through the window of where he moved to. Uh, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but anyway, like. You know, everyone has stuff going on in their lives that, yeah. or has gone on that impacts how you act today. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's plenty of people who get nervous or stressed and reach for food because who knows why? Because, you know, maybe they were sad one day and their mom came along and they're like, here, honey, have some chocolate. Uh, you know, like, yeah, because yeah, they didn't know what sure. to do for them. And, and my point is, is that when you eat that food, you shouldn't have to have a blood sugar of 300. So, you know, the ways that's, to avoid it. Yeah. yeah. That's what the podcast is for me. It's, 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 oh, it's good. Yeah. It's managing insulin. And then you decide how to do it from there. Um, have we missed anything,
1: Mike? Um, well, I, I guess I would, uh, real quick. Um, I, I kind of think, well, the way that, uh, we got connected to do this podcast, um, was, oh, you yeah, she had, yeah, yeah, pod- yeah. so had a podcast with, uh, Jenny, Jenny or Jen, Jenny. I, think. I don't think and, I think she's um, Jennifer
0: or Jenny I don't think I've never heard anybody call her Jen
1: yeah. uh, my, my sister's Jen okay. so I don't know I get it mixed up anyway um and it was on the um the mini med and the guardian closed loop system oh, yeah. and so you guys went through it and I got all fired up in a negative sort of way and uh, I just felt like it was um in general uh you, unfair, took, you, you took it bad. You took it bad. Yeah. It was you were like
0: they did a hit job on the and the on the, right, Medtronic, right. and the Medtronic. And I love the Medtronic. Yeah, you yelled at me.
1: Hold on a second. I wonder yeah. if I can find that. Well, <laughs> well, no, I would say well, you know, felt it was it was the it's yeah, instant message or, not instant message. That's AOL. Holy, holy moly. Yeah. Now I'm dating myself. now uh so I after I listened to it, um, you know, I'm sitting there at work. And I stop all my civil engineering and I, I pick up my phone and, and start uh, ty- typing something on Instagram and I get it out. And then as soon as I send it, I go, oh, crap, man, that was stupid. So then I delete it. And um, I'm like, I need to have a better, you know, more measured response and just kind of share my feelings. And then theoretically, within like two seconds, you, you popped a response back to me, something to the effect of I saw your message and then you deleted it you know, would love to chat. And I was like, Oh crap, I got caught. <laughs> so anyway, and then, so kind of my response to that was, um, or, or the reason why it was a big deal. And then I, I retracted it was um, kind of this idea around um, I was uh, identity and that I was, I, I find uh, identity in my Medtronic pump and um, CGM. Mm-hmm. And So the problem was in that I felt, you know, part of my identity being, um, crapped on really, or, you know, that's how I perceived it to be. Yeah. And instead of having a measured response going, Hey, let's talk about this. You know, these are, these are what I see about it. These are, you know, how it's really saved my life in a lot of ways. The initial reaction was just, you know, anger and and lashing out in a way. Um, digitally yelling, I reckon. And, you know, so I I think that's kind of how this conversation started because um, you know, something in my life that I have been working on is really where do I find my identity? And um, when, when you identify in something um, or where you find your identity in something, those people in that group um, that, align with you are kind of your, you know, your team, um, or your tribe, uh, for lack of their term. And so anybody who's outside of that, there's, there, there can be this automatic response of, well, you're not us, you're not one of us. Um, and so then there's, there can be a a negative view of anybody outside that, which ultimately is super unproductive and super unhelpful. And, um, so just the idea of like taking a step back and be like, "Look, look, like we can and disagree and have, um, a great conversation about the, the pluses and minuses. I don't need to be defensive. Yeah. Um, well, so that's kind of the genesis of, of how us we meeting.
0: Yeah. How we got together. And I have to tell you, I, I, I really was being genuine. I was interested in your thoughts because I didn't feel yelled at. I just, I was like, wow, he really identifies <laughs> with this pump. And, yeah. and, and so that didn't strike me for two reasons. One, I don't use an insulin pump. Um, and I guess, and also my daughter doesn't feel like, I don't think she feels like her diabetes. So that's a different, like that's outside of my concept, but also my brain just doesn't work like that in general. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. when people, you know, you watch a football game and your team loses and people are just destroyed for days. Yeah. I don't feel like that. Like uh, a, like a football game is entertainment. And when it's over, it's over. And I don't ever think about it again, like 10 minutes after the Eagles won the Super Bowl. I kind of forgot the Eagles won the Super Bowl. I was like, "Oh, that was really exciting!" And then, like, it was sort of over, and I didn't care anymore. Um, I don't have what you're talking about—that, um, that, that, that tribal feeling to things. Um, yeah. Even yeah. when I watch my son, and maybe I you know, watch my son play baseball, and like you know, uh, so he he my son can pitch and actually throws really hard, but doesn't pitch. He's not a pitcher. Uh, but this summer and at other times it's happened to him in college and a couple other places. There are times when they just they run out of pitching and they're like, "Hey, he throws like ninety miles an hour, and you know, and he'll yeah. get in." And people are always saying to him, "I'm surprised at how calm you are, given all the pressure." And his response is always the same: "I don't feel any pressure."
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And they're like, "Why?" He goes, "Well, a, I'm not a pitcher. I'm doing you a favor, and so yeah. you'll get what you get." And b I don't give a crap if we win this game or not. And right. and and I was like, I never understood that because he's felt like that forever. And I'm like, what do you mean you don't care if you win? He goes, and he'll say, look, I don't mean I don't care if we win. Like, I want to win. Everything I'm doing is geared towards winning. But this day is about me doing my best and that's it. And if that doesn't end up in a win, he doesn't see that as part of his, I don't know, identity, I guess. Like he came, he showed up and he did his best. I'm not connected to this game except for the fact that I'm playing in it. But how this ends doesn't, it doesn't change who I am or what I did. And so that I think is kind of the concept around here in general. You know, I know that's how I feel um, and why I wasn't insulted or sad at your note and why I was just interested in hearing more because Here's from my perspective, Jenny's, Jenny's as smart as they come about diabetes, and she's used that pump. And so I'm like, all right, well, let me get Jenny's opinion of the pump. And I'm sure if I would have gotten you, you would have given me a different opinion of the pump. But you also have a different story. And Jenny's story is more clean in that her, her management is good. She knows how to use her insulin. She's got, um, you know, real ideas about all the pumps. And mm-hmm. so I, her opinion, I, I can't believe I'm going to say this to you, but her opinion about the Medtronic pump carries more weight with me than yours does.
1: Yeah, for sure. Right. And and yeah, th- I totally get it, but I yeah. don't
0: mean that in a bad way. It's just like, I think hers is more, you know, what, uh, you know, uh, what a reporter's supposed to do, right? Like just, yeah. just talk about like the facts as far as well as they see them. And, and, and so I wasn't like, oh God, I did something wrong. I'll fix it for this guy. I was like, look, we did a thing. I'm proud of how we did it. And now let me find out why it made you feel that way. Cause I think that would be interesting. And yeah, then, no, it's, uh, it's then I talked to you for an hour and never brought it up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it's it's good. And you know, my point in in the retraction was just that uh, the feelings that I was having were, were were wrong. And that um, you know, having that exclusiveness in whatever group that you have, uh, isn't a way to bridge anything, you know, like, um, I don't, I don't know. Maybe there's a, uh, maybe there's a, um, try to frame this, you know, like we, I think we all get broken down into groups that we either choose to join or, or have to join. Like, you know, type one diabetics, we're all in this group, not because we've chosen it, but because we're here. And so now if we're, you know, listening or watching commercials for type two diabetics is our, is, you know, and again, maybe this is not your personality. It's my response, like, man, those dumb type two diabetics, they don't know how good they have it or, you know, or whatever, or is my, is, do I have a feeling of empathy and like, man, yeah, I get it. Like this sucks for you. And, um, you know, how can we, how can we build a bridge? How can I be empathetic And my initial response in general? is, is a selfish and like a protective of the group that I'm in in general. And I, we obviously broke down all the way into, you know, the specific pump I'm, i was, am wearing. Yeah. Um, so it's just that idea of like, um, you know, like we need to be, um, as people, and especially now in, uh, in our world, people who work on building bridges outside of, um the groups that were already in again whether by choice or not by choice and working on empathy and sympathy um to move forward and so and it's really so that's what i wanted to you know well i think you did that work, work through but you, you um, did yeah. that
0: because you made me aware of something that i honestly never would have considered and at the same time i'm thinking listening to you that i think hearing that having that reaction reconsidering it, and then meeting up with me today, I think might ended up being valuable for you as well. Am I right?
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure.
0: I saved you, basically. Mike. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: man. Maybe you taught me a life lesson or helped me re- relearn a life lesson that I've had to learn hundreds of times before. <laughs> well, I hear what you're
0: saying, Mike, and you're welcome. No, I'm just yeah. kidding. Thank, that you. Was Thank you, Scott. I appreciate it. <laughs> no, I was just kidding. But uh but no, I mean like listen, let's be honest. That's what conversation's supposed to do.
1: Oh, and, for sure. And yeah.
0: we really have gotten into a weird space where between headlines and tribalism and wanting our team to win all the time and not having context for what we're talking about anymore, um, and feeling like you know, it used to be called politically correct. Right. But now it's, mm-hmm. it's woke culture where just anything that seems wrong has to be burned to the ground and there's no nuance in any conversation. Like that's not a good way to come to an end. Like what you and I did is that's how people were supposed to talk to each other.
1: Yeah. You know? Yeah. A hundred percent. And that, I mean, if anybody's listening that that's what I would love, you know, the legacy of this episode is just, um, have conversation um, view the other side, weigh it and, you know, take the pros and the cons and go from there. doesn't mean we got to agree, you know, uh, I may never be a fan of the Omnipod, but that doesn't mean that I have to hate you for, you know, every single episode talking about the Omnipod. Yeah.
0: Um, you also should take conversations about the Omnipod as conversations about pumping just from my perspective, that's right. a pump is an Omnipod yeah. and yeah, you, like, right. it, look, it's easy to get these things confused because of, of, you know, ads, but I want you, whoever you are out there, to do whatever works for you. If, right, you, yeah, if you put yeah. an Omnipod on and it turns out that the cannula uh, angle or something like that doesn't do well with your body type, then get a different pump. Y- you know, yeah. um, it, That that's it. That, <clears throat> excuse me, Omnipod, yeah, yeah. hold on one second. <clears throat> Neither I nor Omnipod has the expectation that my job is to talk every person with diabetes into using an Omnipod. Right. And by the way, well, it, they,
1: they might expect that. No, I don't know about you. you no,
0: know, well, see, the interesting thing is, is no, I know they don't.
1: And, I know, and I know. yeah, busy.
0: because of conversations like yesterday, I put up an episode yesterday where a, a, the person said, I tried an Omnipod. It did not work for me yeah. and I got rid of it. And we had a whole little conversation. If you go back and listen to that one, I don't know what it three seventy three, maybe, um, and you really think about editing and listen to the conversation. I could have edited out what she said about the Omnipod. Right, but yeah. I would never do that. They would never ask me to do that. And I don't think that would lead to this being an honest conversation with people. So I just yeah, want right. people to be better. I Don't get me wrong. Like I, Making a podcast, um, not just any podcast, making this podcast is time intensive. This is a f- full-time job, right? Mm-hmm. And so if I can't get compensated somehow... I can't make the podcast and i am not going to ask you for money the listener like i'm not going to put up a patreon and say you know or you know ask you to pay for you know put it behind a paywall and tell you every episode let me tell you something if i put this thing behind a paywall and made you pay 99 cents for every episode i'd be wealthy Mm -hmm. but i'm not doing that and i would never do that i'm going to make my money through advertisements like a good American. And if I and, <laughs> and if I can't, then I can't. But that's the way I'm going to try to do it. I could never take money from you. I just had someone ask me the other day if they could pay me to fix their kids' blood sugar. And I said, I'll fix your kids' blood sugar, but there's no way I'm gonna let you give me money. Right. Like, that's right. just Well, I, they can I can't give me the money. money.
1: I mean, just send it my way.
0: Listen, Mike. Again, I meant everything I just said, but if someone's getting the money, it's gonna be me, not you okay so um but no, I just yeah. don't think I don't think good health should sure. cost extra yeah that that's all
1: well yeah, and i I guess I would you know just to to um put a bow on it, what you said uh, a minute ago just about you just want people to be better or or healthier or how however yeah. you verbalized it is like that's the goal of discourse in my opinion, um and having conversation is just like. Let's get better as a group and whatever the issue is, whether or not it's, you know, pumping uh, diabetes, uh, whatever, yeah. politics, uh, race, um, just uh, have the conversation and let's work on getting better and um, getting better as a, as a people and as a person, as an individual.
0: We've ignored, we ignore nuance. We don't take time to find context. We make leaps. The guy's not wearing a mask. He doesn't care about my health. Right? That that's it. Just like that. I I subs, you know, I don't know if that's true or false. Might be either. You know, uh this politician is on this side, this one's on this side. That means that one is for this and that one's for that. Oversimplification, yep. right? Yep. I subscribe to a concept. Um there's a I've spoken about it here once, but there's a an author, he's long long dead. He killed himself. So Um, But he wrote a commencement speech uh, and delivered it called This is Water. And I know now everybody who hears my accent is like, that's hilarious. His name is David Foster Wallace. Um, I read This is Water once a year. I give the commencement speech in a small hardcover book to everyone who graduates from college that I know, because in that commencement speech, among other things, what what the author is saying is you don't know why people are doing things. And and I've always kind of taken his thought and boiled it down to this. Like, you know, a guy speeds past you in traffic, cuts you off, you know, almost kills you and speeds away. And your thought immediately is, you know, this guy's a, a bad person. He doesn't care about other people. He doesn't care about safety. He's terrible. And I think it's very possible that that's true, but I prefer to think, Maybe he's just really got to go to the bathroom. And I've driven fast having to go to the bathroom before. Now, is that true of everybody that cuts you off? It's not. But it's much healthier for me to believe that it's possible and to not judge. Because the truth is, for someone who just cut me off in traffic, they're really just trying to get to a McDonald's and run through the place like a lunatic so they don't soil themselves. And, yeah. and yeah. when the truth is that some people have a good reason for doing what they're doing and some people have a bad reason, and I've done those things for what I thought were good reasons, it seems very strange for me to just assume that everyone I see is an ass and doing stuff for the wrong reason. Um, yeah. And so I, like, when you're yelling, you know, and you were yelling at me, it's fine. But, but like, you were, you were really pissed. <laughs> and I... I just thought like, Oh, I, this is interesting. I wonder why he's mad. Let's find yeah. out, Let's find out, you know? Um, and because I can make up reasons why I think you're mad all day long, but that's not the truth. And now we know why you were upset and we know about a million other useful things about you. And, and, um, you know, maybe the next time somebody pisses you off, you'll stop yourself. Maybe we all won. anyway, context and nuance.
1: It's worth working on, you know, it's worth working on, which is you know, part of it. I mean, that's a, it's a, a general goal in my life in all interactions. And so I suppose I would just encourage anybody who's listening who doesn't have the personality of Scott um, to to make that a kind of a personal goal, too, to work on. Um, it's, it's good and healthy for my heart, and my family. Yeah.
0: Oh, Mike, listen, too. That's my goal. I often fail at it.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. You know,
0: for sure. So I, I, I often, I, I often have the exact reaction that, that, you know, other people have too. And I just try my hardest to, you know, backpedal from there as quickly as I can. My, uh, Arnold yellow, uh, yells at me all the time. She's like, it's fascinating. She's like, you always get upset. And then 20 minutes later, you know, the right thing. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I grew up poorly. Cut me a break. I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> I had the parental guidance of a of a mole rat. <laughs> <Just> like, <laughs> lucky I got this far. Shut up.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not funny, but it's funny. It's know. what happens.
0: You know, yeah. my dad left my mom. He didn't really try too hard. My mom was busy working, trying to keep us alive. You know, happens to a lot of people. The, you, it you, does. Yeah. The Brady's weren't sitting around making sure I did my homework. So, you know, so, so I don't do the right thing every time exactly when i try to and
1: uh nobody does even if they had perfect parents, oh nobody's got perfect parents but you know my kids have perfect perfect parents parents, mike i don't know what you're talking about
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah if there was if there was such a thing as perfect um there wouldn't be therapists that's for sure that'd be the first thing um but that is for sure yeah but no seriously man i just think you know um I think a lot of things you said here today were really valuable, and I'm sorry I took you over the time, but I, I thank you so much for doing this. I'm glad you yelled no, at no, me on Instagram. Right. You and got please, me out of work for a few hours. Also, I got to say to other people, this is not an open invitation to yell at me through messaging, okay? <laughs> Mike's <laughs> a free, Mike's note. Free country. We
1: got First Amendment rights. Oh, yeah, right
0: you send all the notes you want. I'll just block you. I don't want to be yelled at. I just Mike's note hit me the right way. Yeah, don't be like, oh, you know, I have some stuff I'd like to tell Scott. Keep it to yourself or start your own damn podcast. Leave me alone. There okay. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Should have a
1: message board for just people ranting. Nobody's going to read it. It's just a place for you to read rant <laughs> just for a while. Yell and scream. You know,
0: y- people used to go for a ride and scream in their car. Get back to what works. Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just, just pull over and don't cut somebody off while you're doing it or yeah. else they're going to have a, a big, you know, heart issue of, uh, identity if you're cutting them off.
0: Go cry in the shower like a normal person. Leave me alone, okay? There you go. <laughs> Mike, thank you so much for doing this. I really appreciate yeah, it. Yeah,
1: thanks for the time. I appreciate it, Scott. That's no, my pleasure.
0: A huge thank you to one of today's sponsors, Gvoke Glucagon. Find out more about Gvoke voke Hypopen at gvokeglucagon.com forward slash juicebox. You spell that G-V O K-E G-L-U-C-A-G-O-N.com. Forward slash juicebox. I'd also like to thank the Contour Next One Blood Glucose Meter for being a sponsor on today's show and of the podcast in general. Find out more about that great little meter at contournext.com forward slash juice box. And of course to Mike for coming on the show and so openly and honestly describing his life with type 1 diabetes. I'll see you
1: soon.